hours. Everybody, welcome to the Francast. This is a show where we talk about our favorite show, The Nanny, and we're real excited today to be talking about season three, episodes eleven through thirteen. It's going to be really fun. And I'm film critic Rachel Wagner, and Larry's here. Hello, and Colleen is here. Hi, everybody. And we have a special guest today. This is our first time having a guest on the podcast. Very exciting. We have journalist Bethy Squires is here. And Bethy, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So I came across your article, and we're going to talk a little bit more about it, that you did for Vulture, talking about the nanny. Uh, and uh, so why don't you uh, introduce yourself to our audience and tell us uh, how you became a nanny fan. Have you always been a fan? Uh, since Yeah. I, I think it was one of those shows that was syndicated on like sometime between the end of school and dinner. Uh, so I got super obsessed super quick to the point where my friend from Israel thought that I was Jewish because I was dropping so much Yiddish in my speech. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So what do you particularly love about the show? Mm, I like the sort of old school joke construction that is in it. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a lot of, especially with Cece and Niles, there's so much uh, like set it up and knock it down type joke construction where she gives a hook for a joke and that he gracefully lands a little zinger on her. Anything where like uh, people are competing to insult each other always uh, gets me somewhere. Um, the fashion, obviously big into the outfits uh, and I like how horny Fran is. I think that's a really positive influence on people to see such a, a person interested in uh, sex on TV. Uh huh. Yeah. One I liked when you said in your article, you said the the show made Fran the antidote to the Sheffield's waspy American beauty esque existence, where they were stoic. She was emotional and very inclined to talk about it. Where they were divorced from their senses, she was overeating and constantly horny. To put it in 2016 terms, where they were basic, she was extra. Well, I wrote that four years ago. (laughs) Did you know that time keeps moving forward? (laughs) It's wild. Um, But yeah, it was just the show about uh, how the upper echelons of society maybe don't have all the answers. Maybe there's something to be found from the working class. Like this show taught me to never cross a picket line. And I think that was a mm-hmm. lesson that I'm not sure I would have learned anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Larry, you had a chance to look at the, this appreciation. Was there anything that stuck out to you? Yeah. I thought it was just really interesting. Um kind of the the feminism in here and the juxtaposition of Fran herself. Um, I guess it isn't something that immediately jumps out, but once you think about how well-rounded and well-developed and all over the place she is as a character from, as you say in here, like kind of being a little bit grotesque <laughs> some of her mannerisms up to being the, the pretty, you know, leading lady that we think... Um, it just kind of brought that up for me on just what what a great depiction 
of a leading female character she was for a sitcom of the time. And even now, actually, I mean, <laughs> yeah. forget about the time. I think even even put up against leading female characters of today, she's really well-rounded and well-depicted. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I said in the very first episode we ever did of this show – uh, of this podcast is that the thing I love about Fran Drescher as a person is that she's so comfortable in her own skin. She is comfortable with who she is. And, and I think that that's true for the character of Fran fine as well. She, she is who she is and she, she, she tries to be other things sometimes, but it fails spectacularly when she does. Yeah. And I, I also just kind of loved everything about the, how great the female characters at large are because you know we've we've talked about it here on the podcast how much i love sylvia and yetta but it does have a wide variety of really great female characters that fill various roles throughout and they all get their own time to shine in various moments so yeah in a way because my mom was a working woman so i you know saw her at dinner uh but Mm -hmm. until then i had a nanny to take care of me she just yeah. was on TV. Mm-hmm. That's so cute. <laughs> oh, I love, love that. that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, was there anything that stood out to you, Colleen, in the uh, article? Yes. I actually appreciate your appreciation of Yetta. <laughs> As you know, we're all, I've, you, but you don't know this probably, we're all on this podcast very big fans of Yetta. And anytime Yetta's in an episode, it like, brings it up a couple notches but i just also like you you talk about how they wrote her how she depicted the character and i also like your mention of the secondary cast members people like cc and niles just add a ton of value to the show on top of what fran and you know maxwell already bring but i just enjoyed i appreciated the fact that you looked into the and brought brought a lot up about the secondary group you know, the show had a ton of guest stars. I mean, every episode I'm looking, having to look up people to see, you know, the ones we watched this time, I had to look up somebody because I recognized the person, but I didn't. But when Yetta was on or when Sylvia was on, it was just like a whole nother ballgame. It was just like, oh, great. Even if they were on for one scene, it just makes a huge difference. And I appreciated that you mentioning that. Yeah. And CC is so important also from the way that she reacts to jokes. Like it wouldn't be fun to utterly destroy her if she didn't act so wounded all the time like if those jokes didn't land on her they wouldn't land with the audience yeah that's true and she's a fun character because she also you know starts to dish it back in her own little her own little jabs toward niles yeah Yeah, what do you what do you think of the niles cc relationship because we're kind (laughs) of divided on this podcast (laughs) Like they get together. Do you like that? I think I'm divided too. Like <laughs> I feel both ways about it. <laughs> um, yeah. I think it's not particularly useful to pretend that people who hate each other should fall in love and that'll fix everything. I think that just makes for very toxic relationships. <laughs> but right. I like it for them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, very good. We'll put a link down if people want to read the the full article. Please do. It's really good. Uh, and uh, so thanks for writing it and thanks for coming on. I'm glad I was able to find it. Uh, but let's dive into our three episodes. So our very first episode is Oive Your Gay. <laughs> and one of the things that we've talked about is 
how progressive the show was that I don't think it gets enough credit for of how much the show had LGBT content and other, you know, progressive uh, issues of the day. I mean, considering this was two years before Ellen came out, I came out and they've had multiple gay characters already on this season. And I don't know. I think uh, it's not thought as a progressive show, but it actually, I think is in a lot of ways. Yeah. And I think nobody knew it at the time, but they had a gay mm-hmm. showrunner. So I think right. that could have something to do with it. <laughs> Probably. He didn't know it at the time. He was- I feel like maybe he had an inkling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this, this episode, uh, the Mr. Sheffield starts working with uh, a uh, publicist named Sydney Mercer. She's a beautiful woman. And uh, he's he falls falls in love with her. I mean, he's very smitten with her, and it turns out she's actually gay, and she gets pretty interested in Fran. So that's kind of the main setup for the for the story. Uh, Larry, what overall? What did you think of this one? Uh, I actually really liked this episode. I was teasing mostly Rachel, but Rachel and Colleen earlier today. I actually really liked all three of these episodes. Okay. <laughs> I was like, they combined, they're combined getting 10 points. I'm like, what? <laughs> but I'm outraged. <laughs> I thought this one had a lot of really funny moments. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I really liked it. Yeah. Uh, what do you think, Colleen? I enjoyed this one as well. Um, this one's not my favorite of the three, but it was my second favorite of the three. So um, I just got a kick out of it. I liked seeing Maxwell, even for one scene in a different type of outfit. He looked he looked ridiculous in the ripped jeans and the motorcycle jacket, but it cracked me up because it, it it was just very funny. I just thought it was a, I thought it was a good one overall, and the. This woman was the one I had to look up. I'm like, she looks familiar. And it's Catherine Oxenberg, who used to be on Dynasty, which I was not a fan of. But I knew the name. So I'm like, oh, I knew she is. Catherine Oxenberg. Is that the woman whose daughter was in Nexium? I don't know. Is that I don't even, is that a show? Like a. No, it's a cult. Oh, I have no uh, idea what that is. Oh my! (laughs) You know what? I thought it was. It's a medication. I'm like, what? Yes, yes, yes. Catherine Oxenberg is the one whose daughter was in Nexium, the the cult that is currently the focus of the HBO show, The Vow. Oh my! Okay, (laughs) that is that is a can of worms. Didn't even realize. (laughs) Oh wow! This is why it's good to have you on. I would never have known that. Uh, yeah it was funny to see mr sheffield get like drunk and get all schnockered and uh, <laughs> and, and uh, be so silly he's usually not such a silly character but that was fun in this episode i enjoyed it uh bethy what did you what did you think overall of this one i think yeah i liked it overall um i had i liked his cardigan outfit in the first scene but i think i wrote down for his like leather look uh that it uh, that it's one of the worst things that i've ever seen and it will live in my dreams in my <laughs> nightmares um 
(laughs) Another thing I wrote down was, uh, should we be concerned that Mr. Sheffield only falls in love with women who he employs? (laughs) Yeah, probably 2020. We're more concerned with that than we were in a... It's something his whole family does because his sister goes for the chauffeur, his mom goes for a different chauffeur, and then his dad is with a secretary. It's true. Incredible. Behavior, apparently. And then his brother, I don't, you know, who knows who he's with right now. That's true. Yeah, that's a good point. Or the kid. (laughs) I guess it's worked out so far, but they better be careful. Um but yeah, one of those rips on his jeans though was like right below his booty. There like, was one in the cleft. It was, I was wild. Like, yeah, I was like, whoa, that is a super high rip on the back of these jeans. But I thought it was so funny when he's hungover and everything is amplified, and so as soon as Fran starts talking, he's like, ah. That made me laugh. <laughs> that was funny with the Rice Krispies. At first, I didn't get what they were doing, and then I'm like, "Oh, he's hearing something much louder than what's really happening." That was yeah. Funny. And the the big kind of plot that we have here is that we figure out that he's still wearing his wedding ring, and so by the end of the episode, he's not wearing it anymore. So that's kind of a big step for his character to to not. They'd be wearing the wedding ring anymore. But because I think it takes a while sometimes when you're grieving to, to that, that's a big step to, to take off the wedding ring <laughs> as your Hallmark movies have shown you that that's true. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the hot widower. That we we talked about it on, on widowers uh, quite the, the hot topic <laughs> on Hallmark, Rachel. Yes. The hot widower is definitely very attractive. <laughs> Hallmark movies, um, but uh, uh, but yeah, and there was a very funny joke I thought with him getting upset about Andrew Lloyd Webber being in the crossword puzzle. That made me laugh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the rivalry is strong. I, I wish that we could have a reboot episode just to get Mister Sheffield's opinion on cats. The fact the that cats the cats movie. would be bombed Oof. must have been such a comfort yeah. to Matt. Yeah. I wish they would have woven that into the little like table read they did or something. Just I like, know that would have been so funny. <laughs> Webber's cats movie. Oof. I tell you, I, I haven't seen any of Maxwell's plays, but I can't imagine <laughs> they were much more painful to sit through than that film. <laughs> yeah. So he's going to get a publicist. Like I said, this woman, Sydney Mercer. Betty, what do you think of Sydney as a character? I did not understand her, but I don't know. She's only in like three scenes, but like, do we actually kiss people on the mouth that we're working for? (laughs) I understand like being, you know, like go, go media people, but that's a double kiss there's a double cheek kiss. That's what that mm-hmm. one is. You don't kiss people on the mouth. That's weird. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I also did not know who she was. I just knew that the audience wooed, so I understood that she was someone that I was supposed to know. But other than that, I, I was like, up. otherwise I wouldn't. I, I mean, I did recognize it, but I'm like, I hear the clapping, and I'm like, oh, I got to look up who that is because I she's somebody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, and yeah, you, like you guys said, that you. Should, uh, Mr. Sheffield looking like the fawns with his jeans and leather jacket and it evidently has 12 holes in the jeans but who's counting? 
I did love at the beginning when when he is hungover at the table and he talks to Gracie and calls her Maggie. Then he asks Miss Fine, like, when did we make this one? And Fran responded, never mind when we had her. Okay, when can we start making another one? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, I liked the little joke where she says that only the hippest and trendiest people end up on the worst dress list because Fran had friend dresser had been on the worst dress list that that same uh that same year or whatever and so that was kind of a little jab there and that and- the episode kind of where she processes that uh that's in your future right that's like later this season the fashion show mm-hmm. that's exciting yeah i'm happy for y'all <laughs> <laughs> yeah that one's a good one i like that episode uh so we find out that Fran wants $500 a week plus dental. And then she's like, okay, 350 and a water pick. That's funny. But. Uh, and I also liked when she said, that's your one regret, not the revival of Fiddler starring Lyle Wagner. Oh, I wanted no. to bring up something about Lyle Wagner. Yeah. yeah. Um. So he actually recently passed like this year, I think. But oh yeah, uh, Lyle Wagner is interesting because besides being like an actor on um, the Carol Burnett show and stuff, he owned star wagons, like the trailers that you see on movie lots. Like most of those belong to Lyle Wagner. That was his job. And he was like, my name has wagon in it. I guess I'll have a line of trailers that I can rent out to people. And like, that's where his money came from more than like, TV no and movies. Way. I, oh my god! Smart. Wow. So R.I.P. to a legend. Him? Larry, do you remember him on the Golden Girls? That one episode. Uh, uh, which, which episode? Sonny Bono. Oh that episode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was like a fantasy one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was Lyle Wagner. Wagner. Oh, okay. <laughs> the other guy that was not Sonny. Not Sonny Bono. The other one. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. That's a good poll. Uh, then Niles has a couple funny, I thought, jabs here. She says, I, he says, I want a man. And he says the last one deflated when she nibbled his ear. (laughs) I like when he gives him that like hangover remedy and he's like, oh, sorry, I forgot the hair of the dog and like pulls a piece of her hair out. Oh, (laughs) uh, yeah. And she says. She in a her snide uh remarks she says, promote my ass and now says, All right, but well, we'll need a two-page spread. <laughs> and that was pretty funny, I thought. And uh and uh, I liked when Sydney says, I talked, he listened. Does that mean he wanted to have sex with me? Grant, yes. <laughs> and I just thought that Mr. Sheffield was super cute, all in love and being silly. I liked that because again, we don't get to see that very often, and so it was it was cute. I will say I do love that we had a really pretty, really feminine gay woman. And, mm-hmm. You know, obviously yeah. with a shtick because if she would have been, you know, oh stereotypical lesbian, then Mr. Sheffield falling for her would have maybe seemed more outrageous. But it was nice to get just, you know, not a stereotype uh, for the portrayal of Sydney in the episode. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
Yeah, agreed. And so Fran goes to uh, be with Maxwell for his uh, event that he has. And uh, he, she says that, uh, that, um, you know, that, you know, she acts like she just ran into him. Like, Oh, is this party here? What? And they end up getting stuck in the elevator and <laughs> she's the point where they're looking for the emergency phone. And he's like, that's not it. <laughs> Maybe that. Oh, I should probably stop talking into it then. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and, uh, yeah, she ends up stuck in the top of the elevator and she says, oh no, I just heard my own voice. <laughs> I do have to say that hole looked very big for her to be getting stuck in. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, that opening looks much larger than Fran's. So yeah. I think I don't I, know how this happened. Yeah. I think I rationalized it that maybe like her blazer was caught on something. <laughs> And that's why she was stuck. The foot acting in that oh. scene is incredible. When she's <laughs> like stroking the side of his face and being like, it's okay. You'll find someone. Her, her supposed foot model self, as we learned, used to be a foot model. <laughs> yeah. I know. I thought of Colleen when that, I was like, oh, she's going to hate this. Oh, I was to say, it was incredible, but it was incredibly gross. <laughs> Out. I mean, at least she had at least she had hose on. Like in this one case, I'll allow pantyhose. But even yeah. then, I'm just horrified. I was so you guys should have seen. Well, I don't know what my face looked like, but I bet it looked weird. No, props to Charles for for being cool and down with the the foot on face acting. Right. <laughs> so, Bethy, one thing we have noticed on this show is that not only does Fran love a pair of nylons, but that she uh, loves turtlenecks. And we never, th- I had never thought about it before, but almost every episode she's wearing turtlenecks. <laughs> yeah, I think it's you- it's a um, a compromise, like the thing of you know you can have one really revealing part so that's the skirt and then like one full coverage item which is the turtleneck so it sort of mm-hmm. balances the look that's how i think of it yeah yeah we were uh, just shocked because she's so known to be like so scandalous or you know these yeah. you know, outrageous outfits and we're like wow she's <laughs> oftentimes pretty much covered <laughs> from neck yeah. and then if you include the the nylons all the way down in most episodes i mean yeah every now and then she gets a a little bit more of a a fun revealing outfit but I think as we've kind of talked, the later season, she definitely ditches the turtlenecks more often, I believe. But mm-hmm. yeah, so this episode she has starts out with black turtleneck with a it's a black skirt with it has silver crescent moons on it and black tights. And I really liked that skirt. I thought it was really cute mm-hmm. with the crescent cute. moons. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then uh, she has. Uh, the white fluffy robe with the colored flowers and then a red sparkly skirt with, with uh, it had kind of fluffy cuffs and uh, I guess very square neckline. The neckline was definitely not, (laughs) it was very low for her. She almost never wears ones like that. And, uh, and then uh, she had, it had a black skirt and a um, black nylon. So yeah, there was like a, kind of a flowy red shirt uh with yeah what do you think larry of that outfit uh it was okay yeah (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> almost like a like a flamenco salsa little cuffs on the end mm-hmm. i don't know but yeah it was, it was okay it wasn't like bad but it wasn't my favorite yeah um and then she had a tiger striped jacket with a zipper and a black skirt and black boots that she loves these black boots she wears all the time uh bethy what do you think of that outfit it was like bright orange because she loves the fluorescent the neon colors <laughs> was it the boots the the thigh high ones that she wears a lot mm-hmm. yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. A, a bold choice for day but i love it <laughs> yeah <laughs> um and then her big outfit when she's there to help mr sheffield is the it's a pink kind of suit coat formal dress with a long skirt and uh it i i like her in the bright colors i think she pulls it off really well but i don't know i felt like it was too big for her she was kind of lost in it i think the dress was incredible but the blazer was unnecessary yeah. sort of gilding the lily yeah, i was like mm-hmm. that blazer is too much uh when i saw her in just the dress i was like oh this is much better <laughs> See, i hated the skirt i didn't like the way it flowed at the bottom i thought too it long kind of it kind of dragged yeah, it kind of had like a mermaid sort of silhouette to the skirt, and yeah, there was like a train. I don't know, it was just I too much have. fabric. Yeah, that's what it was for her. For her, the color was good though. Yeah, yeah bright pink always a a win. So, Larry, uh, out of ten, how, how how many points would you give this one? Uh, so I gave this one an eight point five. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Colleen? I'm going to go with an eight. And Bethy, what do you give it? I think I have to give it a six. Hmm. Uh. Yeah. Um, I think for me, I'm going to give it a seven, seven and a, I'll give it seven and a half. This is, I had some pretty good jokes. I this think. is monumentous, though, because Rachel almost never goes lower than me. It's <laughs> <laughs> almost never the lowest score. <laughs> I love this show. What can I say? Uh, all right. Next episode we have is The Party's Over. And this this episode has one of my favorite jokes in all of the island. <laughs> she says when France says to, to Val, I mean Val says maybe we should lower our standards, and France says, well, "Our lower our standards? We're already down to mammal." <laughs> well, say it was quite awkward when they like sized up Brighton that one was like oh, oh what is this <laughs> I was gonna say it if you weren't when they said Harold and Maud and I'm like oh, <laughs> Why? oh, oh this is- that's cringeworthy that was yeah. <laughs> yeah that was a weird moment I, I do agree uh, there oh my I gosh think- no <laughs> yeah I think we but should just- be just proud of them for not doing a Mary Kate Letourneau joke there going Harold and Maud instead is much classier <laughs> I mean it is <laughs> that's at least true. the reference itself was classier <laughs> When did that happen? Is that was that before uh, ninety five? I think that she does make a Mary Kay joke later in this season when she's oh, dating okay. the high school guy, or that next season. That's next season mm-hmm. when she's dating the guy, the college freshman or something. Yeah, that was it. Was that was a weird moment? But I love that joke because <laughs> people are saying we should lower it. We're already at mammal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but. Uh, 
So this one, basically, Fran ends up throwing this big party because their regular singles place is is closed. And uh, she throws the party while Maxwell is gone. Uh, but then Maggie takes the blame for it because she doesn't want Fran to be fired. But she ends up having to go to court about it. And the thing I didn't understand about it is I don't understand what she did that was illegal. Like, anybody can have a party. Well, I think it's because she was selling tickets and, like, selling beer. Like, selling alcohol, maybe. Yeah, I think it's or, that she charged admission. Yeah, and, and there was alcohol there. So she didn't have, like, a, a license for the alcohol and she didn't have a license to be charging mm. people to go to an event. Cause I thought they were just throwing a party and I'm like, I don't understand. No, she what is... people. <laughs> okay. I'm like, I don't understand. <laughs> but to be honest, this is all stuff that like in that neighborhood, no one would ever get arrested no. for. I know. It's like the cop just randomly shows up, but you know, <laughs> yeah. Undercover, no less. <laughs> I mean, wow. Oh, my. It's been a slow night, huh? Coming to I don't know. Bingles party. <laughs> uh, Colleen, what did, overall, what do you think of this episode? I thought it was good. It was my least favorite of the three, but that, that Brighton thing really creeped me out. So that's going to bring my score down. I'll just warn mm-hmm. you now a little bit. Yeah. Um, but it was overall pretty good. It was funny. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> What do you think, Larry? Yeah, this one obviously definitely goes into some of that over-the-top um, comedy swings. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it was pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Bethy, what about you? Yeah, I agree with Colleen. It's the lowest of the three for me. Um, you can't make me care about Milton Berle. You just can't make me. It's never going to happen. <laughs> um, and and the, the plotting was a little bit convoluted i would agree it's like i don't entirely understand why anyone's getting arrested right now or like is this a something that you go to jail for or is this just a fine like the stakes were never really clear it was weird yeah yeah it was a little bit uh confusing uh but uh but there were some funny jokes for sure that i liked val's dream is buying double burial plots that's her dream friends like that's my dream too <laughs> my favorite line i like the mammal one but i actually thought the one that Belle, when um when fran explains that her uncle manny is coming to be her lawyer and she says he's doing a pro bono and bell says i'm pro share i just thought that was hilarious <laughs> yeah <laughs> val they she also doesn't she isn't she the one that says that uh now you're gonna you can think I'm anti-semantic when when so that's just semantics. Oh, great! You're the no, guy. that that was that was, was Fran. that friend. Was yeah, a friend? Says it to uh, Mr. Sheffield. <laughs> um, yeah. The uh, the the I do think that there's times when they make Fran too stupid, and I don't like that. Um, and the attorney present joke was too stupid. Come on, she's. <laughs> She's smarter than that. Oh, yeah, that was terrible. <laughs> that was a bad joke. And they followed it up by making literally everybody else who entered the courtroom, like, just as stupid. So <laughs> yeah. she was, like, right in line with everybody. Apparently, your brain just, like, gets sucked out as you enter into the courtroom. Maybe there was a gas leak that just was never <laughs> mentioned. Maybe. 
<laughs> I did love Niles <laughs> when he's talking to Mr. Sheffield and he says, don't worry, sir. You'll be right next to Salem. They know how to take care of her kind there. Yeah, it's good. Because <laughs> they're going on, him and Cece are going on a trip. <laughs> to Boston. <Yeah>. <laughs> I wrote down <laughs> one of those jokes. She's uh, Niles says uh, that Cece's only going to Boston so that she can scream the British are coming. Yeah. <laughs> Which is maybe the raunchiest joke of the entire series. <laughs> I know. And they they get those raunchy jokes in there. Yeah. That's the other thing I'm always impressed with on the nanny is like <laughs> they they will go there when it yeah. comes to these like sexual innuendo type of jokes. But I also wrote that one down because I thought it was really funny. I, I did laugh too when he this <laughs> is when you look after my bags and he's like staring at her eyes. That that was a, a really corny joke, but that made me laugh. You know what's crazy to me? I watched the show, a lot of the show when it was on originally, like in the mm-hmm. 90s. And it was on, I, I don't know what time it was on. It was on CBS. I don't know if it was on at 8 o'clock or 8.30 or 9 o'clock. I can't remember. But I feel like it was 8 o'clock. And I felt like that was a little early to have some of this raunchiness. And I feel like that just went over most people's heads. Like mine, because I was like, you know, young. I was mm-hmm. like 20, 21 in that range yeah. so <laughs> well we got another uh oj reference uh here with the uh if it doesn't fit you must acquit uh the line and you because know, that was just just going on kind of right around this time and uh so there was that and yeah milton burl as her attorney <laughs> just really random slash uncle uh and mr sheffield stands up for fran and then she gets grounded, which I thought was funny. And the the uh, idea that Maggie would want to go to a Nine Inch Nails concert, yeah, maybe the most implausible part of the whole episode that Maggie is just so psyched for the Nine Inch Nails concert. Yeah, that's true. And I, but I did like that whole conversation between Mr. Sheffield and Niles where. Uh, Niles is basically like, like what your daughter did for uh, for for you know for, for Fran. Like you say, you want ha- her to be raised by a good influence. Well, here, look what she did, and and then he says, "Sorry, sir, I checked out after I made my point." Just <laughs> <is> funny, <laughs> uh, and. So that it was, it was a fine episode. I enjoyed it, uh, but uh, yeah, it is probably was probably my least favorite of the three. Uh, also, um, the fashion she had a white shirt that was a button-down shirt that was tied in the front, and cloud print pants. <laughs> oh, I <laughs> love pants those. that often. But yeah, they were pretty fun. And and then she had I, I was trying to think how to describe the shirt. Oh, I hated it. That's how I described it. I thought it was absolutely terrible. It almost looked sheer. Oh my god. The way it shaped her boobs looked <laughs> yeah. so bad. Yes. That I was like, yes. oh my gosh, what is this? What's your yeah. Larry? <laughs> it was it was I, I described it as a retro long sleeve shirt with orange polka dots that morph into different sizes. <laughs> that's how I described it. I don't know if that's successful Ugh. in describing it, but it looked like um uh it looked like something in like a kaleidoscope or something. I don't know how how you describe the shirt, but it did make her look very chesty. 
not like in a flattering way at no. all. Not flattering, <laughs> Chesty, at all. I have uh, like a yuck with an exclamation point next to this on my notes. I, I really did not like it. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was, it was interesting. Uh, what do you think of that shirt, Bethy? Uh, weirdly, I'm for it. <laughs> You liked it, yeah. I was like, I thought I think I'd wear it maybe with a jacket, so it's not. It's just like not all the time that you're really like doing Mm -hmm. those that special effects on your boobs. Uh, (laughs) Just get a little peak of it occasionally. Very nice special effects. But I like the idea of an op art shirt. Maybe the the execution was lacking a bit, but I (laughs) admire the intent. Maybe yeah. in a different like a background color. Like if it was like a black with the color, might be better than that like beigey color, Baby, nude color. Yeah. And that's why I felt it felt kind of sheer. But well, and it had the the blue dots in the middle, so that even added to to the weird uh, look. <laughs> uh, and yeah, and then a, she had a jean mini skirt and black nylons. I like the yeah. jean skirt. Yeah. It was interesting. Um, and then she wears, I think this was at the party, she wears a sparkly zebra cocktail dress and it had a red coat that went with it. When she was off to jail. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and then the courtroom outfit was this sort of green, yellow, crocodile type looking uh, print dress uh, with a black leather coat. I loved the coat, but I didn't love the dress. Yeah. Uh, it, it was it's a little okay. weird. I, it, yeah. it was a little confusing of a pattern for television. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> Every uh, now and then she does go into those reptilian patterns. And it's a little mm-hmm. like, wow, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, so Colleen, out of 10, which would you give this? Uh, uh, what would you give this episode? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna go with um a six. It's a little yeah. low. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. It? I mean, but it was funny, but it, like I said, it that Harold and Rod just killed it for me. <laughs> <laughs> she was done and that happened yeah. so early in the episode. Chop of this episode, okay? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Larry, what about you? Um I'm gonna go seven. Okay. Uh and Bethy? Four point five. Oh, wow. Like, I skip it. <laughs> if it's like on, like, if it's late night reruns, I'll be like, well, I guess this is when I'm going to bed. Okay. Mm. <laughs> the only one that I would, I think, truly skip is the uh, Chatterbox. See, I also really don't like the Nanny Mueller episode. <laughs> Those are probably my two least favorite. <laughs> um but uh but yeah i i'll give this one also a six it had some pretty funny parts but yeah not the best um all right so then our last episode for this episode is uh the two mrs sheffields and so this you have maxwell's mom coming and she is very demanding and it starts out with with her getting a confrontation with fran at the florist uh, which does seem like a little bit strange that she would uh, she would be getting those before she even met Fran at the house. You know what I mean? Like, I guess it's a welcome gift or something like that. But uh, you think that you would 
you know, put your bags away and stuff like that. And, uh, and then, uh, and meet, meet everybody and then do something like that. But anyway, they have this, they have this fight at the florist and, uh, over the tulips and, uh, then, uh, they don't get along. They don't get along. And, uh, so he's so frustrated, by his mother that he tells his mother that he has proposed to Fran. And so that's, that kind of gets the episode rolling. Uh, (laughs) Betty, what do you think of this episode overall? Uh, I'm on board. This is definitely Mm -hmm. the best of the three. Yeah. Uh, Colleen, what do you think? I agree. It was really funny. There was a lot of good beyond the, the romantic parts it was just funny i just i like the dynamic between mom and son that was interesting mm-hmm. too well larry let's hear it you no. didn't like it <laughs> no i did it was actually my favorite of the three. Oh, good <laughs> he was tricking me earlier <laughs> uh, i i enjoyed this episode as well i mean it has two of the best kisses in the history of the show really funny and uh, but I do think that what Mr. Sheffield does is very mean and kind of unlike him. Like he's usually not so mean to, I mean, for her, him to do something like that to Fran is pretty cold. Uh, I know he's trying to, he does it in the heat of the moment with his mom, but still. <laughs> but don't Fran you think it's also friend. something that he wants to do anyway? And this is just mm-hmm. like, the one like push over the edge that is letting the inhibitions come out because now it's not just like he, you know, he always has like multiple like yes and multiple no messages about Fran in his head all the time. And it's just this moment. There's enough yeses to push it over into acting. Yeah. Like later on in the series, he'll say that he admits that he has a genuine fear of intimacy and uh, that's uh, call me Fran, which is one of the best episodes. And uh, yeah, so he's definitely battling those sides of himself. Uh, but still, there was still not a very nice <laughs> thing to do. Scandalized. <laughs> <laughs> but she got she got her uh, just desserts. She got her punishment. It made him suffer, so it was okay <laughs> to me. Uh, and. Uh, so, yeah, then what do you think of Fran spelling Hello Dolly out with SpaghettiOs? That was so <laughs> dumb. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, so, yeah, and the the whole scuffle at the beginning and uh, Cece dresses Margaret up and they say, take that off. You look 50. <laughs> What do you think of what do you think of Margaret and uh, Maggie as, as Cece? I just thought it was horrible. I agree. Yeah. Take that off. <laughs> it was bad. I, yeah. but I did love little Gracie coming in as Fran. That was that, was, that was really funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh I, I also I liked Fran I mean, I liked uh, Mr. Sheffield when he says uh his mom says, I can't distinguish you from the servants. So like, oh, that's easy. I'm the only one that's actually working. <laughs> That made me laugh. Uh, <laughs> and also funny when Fran says, uh, you have a meeting with Ethel Merman. <laughs> he says, that may be a while because she's dead. <laughs> and that was funny. Um, and so his mom wants him to fire Fran. 
Uh, and, uh, and she, she says, something's going on between you and this nanny and I won't allow it. What do you mean you won't allow it? And she says that she's going to disinherit, uh, him. And that's when he proposes to Fran and we get a big kiss. Wow. <laughs> it was pretty exciting. I do love her, like trying to get him to be nice to his mom. And then she's like, Oh, pipe down lady. Let him get a word in edgewise. Yeah. <laughs> of course, I love any confrontation. So that first confrontation was right at my alley. It's like right up there with Cece, like beating that producer to get into his cab. Um, <laughs> I yeah. live for Fran going at it with his mom at the floral shop. Just locking her in a fridge. That's a power move. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bethy, why do you think that Fran and Maxwell have such good chemistry as characters? It just works so well. Well, I think it's because it's the opposite. I mean, this episode kind of shows that it's just the uh, a nice, nurturing person in his life that's something he's never had before. So mm-hmm. she's like co-parent and also kind of mommy for him. And I think that works for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. I mean, going all the way back to the pilot, that as soon as, as Fran is there... It's so clear that 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 nurturing influence was so needed in that family uh, from the very beginning. Uh, And, you know, sometimes actors just have it. They just have the chemistry. And I think these two do so much. Of course, we get Sylvia near the end of the episode, which is wonderful. Yes. Seeing her. I love when she's like, they're eating (laughs) while she's trying on that wedding dress and she's like oh can you believe i used to fit into this dress she's like yeah well let's not tell mr sheffield no need to give him a crystal ball (laughs) well i did also like the joke when he says i can't get married under false pretenses and val says you think you know a person (laughs) that was funny yeah that was a good joke and uh, also, I, I thought it was interesting that Maxwell says that he admits that Fran has a crush on him. So he's aware, you know, of her interest in him, which like she hasn't been like she's still dating and, and seeing other people and stuff. It's like I feel like she's been pretty good about <laughs> keeping that somewhat under t- I think a little bit, but I guess if you live together, you start to figure that out. She well, did Mr. two weeks ago propose making a child with him. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, no, no, that's coming. No, 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 that well, was two weeks ago when she said, yeah, "When are we the... going to make another Gracie?" Oh, right, right. No, I, I thought you were talking about the episode with um the sperm bank. No, 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 <laughs> that's coming up. It's a good one. Yeah, I mean, she definitely throws things out there. But Mr. Sheffield, like in the last episode, he's so – or the first episode, the Oy Vey, You're Gay. He's so insecure, Mm -hmm. talking about how nobody approaches him or nobody will talk to him. But he also goes through those phases where he's kind of the person who thinks everybody has a crush on him. So he has those moments of just like, who wouldn't love me? Yeah, and so I I really enjoyed Fran kind of teasing him, I guess you might say, outside the door. They get a get a kiss there, which is really good. And then also uh, playing with him at her mother's house was very funny, I think. Very sexy. <laughs> She's good at doing that. The couch has protection. Yes. 
just as a line that has always stuck out to me too is her obviously you give me a raise and i'll give you one <laughs> yeah. yeah if you if you uh if you sit up quick uh then you, you'll need a you don't need a waxing <laughs> Oh, to his mom. Funny. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And of course, yeah, uh, then that's when Sylvia gets to, like, do her <laughs> her physical comedy running up to his mom <laughs> when she comes in the door. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, so uh, if I... And, and, for, and Maxwell says, if I was going to marry anyone to make my mother suffer uh, or to make my mother miserable, it would be you. And that's when she gives him their wedding present, and it's just a, uh, it's just lip balm, and she says that yeah, now you suffer. <laughs> yes, uh, that was pretty funny. I did also and, like a couple of Niles lines in here, yeah, uh, where Miss Babcock is talking about catching things with honey, and he's like, "Oh, I always thought your tongue darted out." <laughs> uh, and then I also like when Mr. Sheffield's like trying to go back on um, the honeymoon and all that, and Niles is trying to put yeah. it together, and he's just, "Oh, you stupid fool!" <laughs> right, <laughs> Mr. Sheffield, what? Oh, the, the French, sir. Gosh, this is horrible. Yeah. Did you guys catch that reference to Mama's family? And I thought of what we talked uh-uh. about. Dorothy Lyman again directed this episode. Who was Naomi on Mama's family? I thought that was kind of funny. Oh, I missed that. The, yeah. What was the what Royal was the joke? Wedding pictures look like my mama's family, but I'm trying to remember the comment. Oh yeah, Somewhere early in the episode. Hmm. Yeah, and I I did uh, like when they're talking, and he says something. Mr. Sheffield says something like, uh, "Wouldn't you do? Uh, wouldn't you do the same thing or something like that?" And and Niall says, "Well, you've always been the sunshine of my life, sir." <laughs> <laughs> Very good. There was a lot of fashion in this episode. Uh, she starts out with kind of a black plasticky jacket with a black skirt and a red plasticky skirt and black tights. And then she has a black turtleneck with a plastic multicolored skirt with a black back and black tights. What do you think of these plastic looks? What do you think, Larry? I mean, I agreed with her mother. Go find you some plastic flowers to match your outfit. (laughs) Um, I wasn't. The looks weren't bad, but they weren't good either. I mean, they looked cheap. So (laughs) they were better towards the end of the the episode. But yeah, these they do look a little cheap. (laughs) Do you agree, Bethy? Um, the two skirts, she like changes in that one scene mm-hmm. from one sequin skirt to another one and they were identical. Yeah. So that was confusing to me. Right. Um, and then she has the black turtleneck and she is in a gold and black diagonal striped skirt, uh, with black tights. And so she's getting good use of the black turtleneck in this episode. Um, and then she wears a pink long sleeved shirt with big pockets. It was kind of like a cargo sort of looking shirt. Um, you tell I'm very, very, <laughs> very savvy in my fashion terms uh, here. But um, but yeah, then the black turtleneck again and black skirt and black nylons. I don't know. What do you think of that pink shirt? Uh, what do you think, Colleen? Uh, I don't even. Rem- I mean, no, not, not yeah. a huge fan. Yeah. 
Not my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember this one, Bethy? No, it's not sticking out to me. <laughs> yeah. It's um, kind of making me think that maybe they blew the budget on that, the pink ball gown with the blazer like two episodes ago. Oh, and yeah. So these are like, this is stuff they're just pulling from like the CBS <laughs> library, like the costume. Mm-hmm. I mean, I actually think those two shiny skirts look really expensive. I don't know if they are, but they look expensive. The, the one that's like the diamonds and then the stripes. Yeah, I know. I wish there were some kind of, I wish there, I'm finding some really interesting Instagram accounts uh, with the nanny fashion, some other things. And hopefully I'm trying to get, if we can get more guests to come on, but, um, but I have, I wish there was some kind of, uh, some kind of source. There is a nanny wiki, but they don't have on there uh, the designers. Cause I wish I knew uh the designers on you know these things because i know she used you know a lot of different toddleman is her was her favorite but she used a lot of other ones um usually if you see something that's bright and colorful it's i think it's toddle <laughs> what's it so that pink uh, dress probably probably yeah probably uh and so then she has a black skirt with a gold belt and i thought she looked really it made her look really skinny. I mean, she was really skinny. I think this is her skinniest. Yeah, it was this... like a hip chain. I don't even know if it was a belt. Yeah. It just kind of like hung there. I really liked it. I was like, this is yeah. so It's all black except for that one gold like yeah. chain. But I thought it looked cool. <laughs> or a two-piece. I, I thought it might have been a dress. I don't know. It, it might have been. You might be right there. Yeah. I liked it too. I thought it was pretty pretty cool. But yeah. So we learned cheap. comparatively. Yeah. yeah. When when she's trying on the wedding dress, we learned that that was actually Sylvia's wedding dress. And it had the weirdest hat. Headpiece. Not a hat. Headpiece. I thought. <laughs> what is that? That's the nanny theme. If there's a hat or a headpiece, it usually is like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this would have been better without. I thought the dress was actually really pretty. Um it made me cringe when she was like eating with those white gloves. <laughs> I was like, Oh my gosh, no. I'm going to get chocolate on the gloves. <laughs> yeah. I thought the dress was cute, but it was too modern for Sylvia. That's what so, I was thinking uh, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, would have, it was fine for the nineties and I thought it was pretty, but I didn't like, like, I like, a, I mean, not that, you know, I like a sweetheart. I, I just watched the yes to the dress today again. I watched it every week. Sweetheart yeah. neckline is more my thing. I don't really like the straight across. So oh, yeah. I that bother. If it was like plunged, it doesn't have to be a deep, just a little bit of plunge. I think I would have liked it even more. Yeah, it did feel more 90s and 70s for sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, and then the last outfit is this cute little white uh, suit with black um, edging. Along it, I thought that was really cute. I really liked like that last look for her. Yeah, that was cute. Yeah, yeah that I was like my that favorite. Was so, all right. Well, Bethy, out of uh, ten, what would you give this one? Mm, I'm I'm hovering between a seven and an eight, so I guess we'll say seven point five. Oh, all right, there you go. Wow. Good score for for you. All right. Uh, Colleen, what about you? I'm going to go with 8.5. This was a very good one. Uh, Larry? I am going to go with an 8.5 as well. Oh. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with a... It has 
three kisses. So that <laughs> that that gives it a boost in my book. Uh, I'm going to give it a nine. I really like this episode. And uh, so there we go. Those are the three episodes for this week. And Bethy, thank you so much for coming on. This was such a delight to have you. Thanks for having me. And we really, really had a good time. Tell us uh, if people want to follow you or your content or or what you do. Yeah, I'm at BethyBSQU on Twitter. And then um, I have a book that's out. It's called The Ant Queen and the Bounty Hunter. And if you Google that, it's pretty unique SEO and it'll take you right there. It's a cool time traveling uh, girl falls in love with her spaceship type of sci-fi. Cool. Wow. We'll have a link. We'll put all that in the description. People can follow that and check it out. And Larry, where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, as well as YouTube, all at LC Screen Talk. Great. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Ron Tomatoes. So please check all that out. Lots going on lately. And Colleen, where can people find you? I am on um, Instagram and Twitter at L-E-L-E-44094. And our FranCast Instagram is FranCast1993. Great. And we're also on Twitter, FranCast14. So you, you can follow us there. And let us know what you think of these three episodes, what you would give them out of 10, what you think of the fashion. And we'll have the link to Bethy's article as well uh, in the description. So check all that out. And thanks again for being our guest. We really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, we'll talk to you all next week. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.